You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimal of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Corey was out that day, so it was me, Benny, and Ollie in the studio. I got out. Of, I actually I took the day off of work, and we ended up just the two of us kind of working through. Um, Wait, so was Ollie engineering you? Yes, that that actually happened. Does no one remember so I was left showed... by myself with Pro Tools, which I've never used before to engineer myself? <laughs> this doesn't surprise me. Ben's got shit to do. So, Can't be engineering this. Yeah. He's like, all right, you seem like you've got this. Hey, you flew across the country. You can do this too. Why not? I gotta go. I gotta go answer this email. He had to go get shredded at the gym, so he's like, hey, press this button and then this button. And Ollie was like, I can do that. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again to 2020. I'm Siobhan Cronin here with my cohorts, and we have a surprise additional cohort introducing himself on the episode. But first, Corey Peza and Benny Goodman. Hey, guys. And our guest this week, back for part two, he did his introduction also for part one, Matthew LaPierre of Lost Symphony, Three Years Gone, studio musician, guitarist extraordinaire, composer, (laughs) sculptor that we learned in the first episode, artist... Matt, introduce yourself. Hockey player. <laughs> Can't really do any better than that. I mean, <laughs> I've learned man. a lot of tricks, a lot of tricks from Benny. Of course, not a he hat didn't trick. say. Not a, oh, not a hat trick. Okay, but instead of no, telling I'm me that I did a good introduction, those. he reminded me that I forgot hockey. So I'm sorry. Also, hockey player. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try and do as much as I can. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> we'll, we'll hear. I all feel like about that's it. total horseshit. <laughs> Anyway, for everyone listening, don't forget to go to 2020-d.com, like and subscribe, go to the YouTube channel if you're not watching the video cast, get the fuck on it. And lostsymphony.com, and hopefully Adrenaline Media and our PR people have told Jackson Charvel that they should like know that they should be hosting this about Matthew LaPierre, because if you guys have not heard this guy play, in his own band, nevertheless, lostsymphony.com, you need to go check it out because he is ferocious. The ferocious Matt LaPierre, part two <laughs> on 2020 right now. Hello and welcome to another episode of 2020. My name is Corey Peza. I'm here as always with my cohorts in crime, Siobhan Cronin. Hey, how's it and going, Corey? Not too bad. Looks like you have another uh, special guest there with you. We have you a as special well. guest who is nonverbal, Pino the dog. <laughs> Sorry, we have enough <laughs> verbal just people on this. Like... <laughs> the staring is fantastic. <laughs> and uh, someone who is definitely verbal, Benny Goodman. Hi. Who is, yeah. What the f- 
What just I happened? was holding my breath the whole time. <laughs> he let out that bong rip. He was like praying and that I you would was introduce like, him Man, first. you're going to introduce the dog. <laughs> this is not, I'm not even going to expel smoke. Was that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, blue man. <clears throat> that, was a, that was a very, it's still, I think that gave our listeners and viewers a very good picture of what to expect from you. <laughs> of what's about to next happen. Hour. <laughs> right, right. And, and back with us for a second hour, uh, Lost Symphony guitarist, a good friend, Matt LaPierre. How's it going, man? What's up, man? And, he didn't uh, leave us yet, so this is good yeah, news. Yeah, he's <laughs> stuck around, has not reached through the screen to strangle Ben yet. We will right. see how uh, this I think the screen goes. is the only thing stopping him at this point. <laughs> but uh, if you have not Blood yet... Bloodlust, I'll figure it out. Yeah, if right. you have not yet listened oh, to our previous Incoming episode... Incoming news from Marty Friedman. I just wanted to let you know on air. Hey, Corey. Hope you're well. I should be shooting your video. Your video? <laughs> Damn Are right. you reading email? Marty, what the fuck? Now, this is his actual email right now, 8.43 p.m., whatever time it is in Japan. I will be shooting your video tomorrow or the next day. I have your notes here. What fucking notes, Corey? So I should Sorry, be fine. Me and, me and Marty had, but if, you know. If you have any requests before I lay just it down. Out via email. Hold on. It's real casual. <laughs> what is Marty he, a fucking rat now? <laughs> Please let me know. Thanks, exclamation point. Marty. Tell Marty I'll get back to him when I have a minute. All right. Yes. Would you like me to? I'm surprised no, he even copied Marty me on that. Because <laughs> um, I'll be like, Corey is currently on the air, but he says, tell Marty I will get back to him in a minute. Do not tell Marty anything. Marty will sit there and be like, it's been more than a minute. I counted. Anyways, thank you, everyone, for indulging us on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like no again, context randomly are... <laughs> reading an email on our show. So there That's we go. So we Marty. just lost 10 people. Actually, I think at this point, if you're listening to this show, then the video he's talking about should be released. So enjoy that. <laughs> we'll post a link below. So you know on this date, he yes. hasn't recorded it yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and if he does anything stupid, it's probably because Corey requested it. Exactly. Okay. Anyways. So we'll blame Corey. Anyway, back to the Why topic not? at hand. Yes. Our wonderful guest, Matt LaPierre. Corey, go on. Yes, joining us for a second hour. If you have not yet watched his first hour, kind of learn a little bit about you know your backstory and how you got into music learn a few things that that i didn't even know we've known you for years you're apparently a sculptor <laughs> that's a thing who's your who's <laughs> your biggest influence as a sculptor don't really have anyone specific just kind of was just free form whatever free form do you have any of your old sculptures like stuff that you've built or, or made not, i guess what's the proper not term around not oh um, no you've not i don't yeah. i'm just wondering if you still have them since it's probably been a while or do you still do I, really, any I, have, of this? I have most of my like drawings and sketches and stuff along those lines but um mm -hmm. i think some of my when is deviant art still a thing if i, I don't maybe. know maybe that might not have been any of your scene um it was not no yeah so that was can you um, describe it what like what what is it so deviant art was just like it was like almost my space for artsy types oh, okay um so basically you put your sort of portfolio or you put different pieces up and all of it that's on there now is like super dated but um just a bunch of like pencil sketches and stuff along those lines Matt, so it's I like the to, original on, social media I hate, to, I, I hate to break it to you but MySpace. They burned down and they lost all the files. They're gone. Oh, I know. All my buddies' old bands, we can't even listen to those terrible. They're gone. Like, 
All of my pictures from college gone. Were you Thank think, God. You think, you think, you think that it was backed up forever? <laughs> to the cloud. I never had a MySpace. Me neither. I like I skipped that. I oh, joined yeah. Facebook. Do you think? When it do you think like, there's someone in Japan that's like, I one day shall bring back MySpace and I shall have all the recordings? And we just got canceled. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. So I don't even know where we are yet. But anyways, there was a previous episode. Make sure you <laughs> well, watch that. that. Learn about Matt. Us. I don't know where I am either. That's fucking crazy. Dude. You're back to your normal in self this... in this episode. You were kind of like demure the first one. And now you, you've smoked enough that you've recovered your personality. Yeah, now he's Today, back to actually being himself. Uh, right. <laughs> For better or worse. In, in this hour, <clears throat> I want to talk about, you know, kind of what you're up to now. Uh, you have another project called Three Years Gone. Uh, can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So uh, me and my buddy Pat. Pat's been doing the singer-songwriter thing for a while. Uh, he's also the big scary man guy for anyone from Boston. You definitely know who he is. He's loud, and he's uh, the Viking at all the Bruins games. Um, so we met through some of my hockey buddies. Um, we were just going to a Bruins game, and He's like, hey, you should check out some of Pat's music. And Pat's like, oh, it's not any good, whatever. He shows it to me. And actually, one of the songs we're re-recording right now with with Corey, um, Stay a While. Um, If you haven't checked that out, that's actually the name of the album that he released originally under his his name, Patrick Kearns. Um, And everything that I heard on it, I definitely thought it had potential. I thought, you know, he's got a great voice. So he was like, Hey, we should work on music sometime. And I was like, Oh yeah, definitely. And this is when I was in the thick of all that working, you know, six jobs and <laughs> having no time to really breathe. Um, so we ended up playing someone's, it was like a show at, uh, what is that dive bar in Worcester? You have to be more specific uh, than that. Lucky dog. I know there's plenty of them. <laughs> the lucky dog. Uh, Tammy remember, Hall. Remember, was it the one we went to no. before Tammy show? Hall, lucky oh, yeah. dog. Lucky no, uh, Ralph's Rock Diner. Ralph's, Ralph's Diner, bro. Yep, with the dried puke on the monitors. That was. Uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. That's great. That sounds like it's a good rock venue. <laughs> no, it's it's a great. They used to have metal. Uh, I think it was Metal Thursdays there. Um, but yeah, so we it was it was uh, metal every day there. It yeah. was except for we played up. So he hit me up. He's like, "Hey, my friend wants me to play her birthday party, and I need another guitar player." and Everyone was telling me that you're pretty good. And I was like, I'm okay. So I showed up and we had one practice. It went really well. We both love Tenacious D and a bunch of those ridiculous songs. So we ended up doing a full set and it went really well. And then life happened and I was super busy. So we never really did anything after that. That was about three years ago, hence three years gone. Um, oh, okay. And then we ended up reconnecting. Yeah, Clever. we ended up reconnecting. Uh, it was, yeah, probably about a year or two ago. Was and this after MySpace or did you connect through MySpace? Was he in sure. your top it, 10? It all, we did everything through MySpace. We're still recording this album through MySpace. <laughs> um, Wait, so is Justin but, Timberlake yeah. on it? Oh, yeah. Because I would JT. love it, dude. I We call dude. him JT, but you <laughs> whatever. Um, so anyway, we, uh, we started, you know, working on some songs and playing just acoustic shows. We were originally called... Uh, for acoustic nights, we we were acoustic penetration. Um, nice. <laughs> so, and they booked us. I don't, I don't know. Hold why on, can I ask you something in. though? Because conce- it's something conceptual about the band. Because mm. the name of the record is "Stay Around for a, a, a While," right? No, that was his. That was Pat's. Stay, album. stay a while. Yeah. Stay a while, right? Stay a while. Yeah. So, yes. as a uh, as a listener, 
like let's let's say I don't even want to be here for this moment. Why would I want to stay for even a minute, never less a while? I don't know what to tell you. If you like the well, music, what is it? You what, did he, what does he if say? Not, what? Well, what acoustic penetration? Acoustic penetration. We did cover songs and at like local bars, and you know made people uncomfortable while they ate their food. So, so you, you so know, you lube them up with your acoustic penetration. That's or was what there we no did. lube? No comment. Anyway, <laughs> what, what kind um, of songs? <laughs> wait, hold on. What kind of songs did you play with your acoustic penetration gig? So we did everything from. Um, we actually did uh, the darkness, a thing called love, which was hilarious. Um, How, a bunch of tenacious like, D songs, but in the style um, of tenacious D. No, like we, I full on played a thing called love on acoustic. <laughs> um, oh, but we Backstreet Boys, um, just about anything that people wanted. Modest Mouse, you know, we played a little bit of everything, stuff that people like, and uh, yeah, we just kept getting booked because. We would always pack the place out, and you have a new appreciation you know, for the killers. Yeah, I actually just learned how to play that for a show. A hard riff, right? <laughs> That's not easy, bro. That one's a mind fuckery. You're like, all right, like I guess if this is gonna be the song forever, like, dude, you yeah, did well, it's something. like it's like playing Twister with your hands, you know, to play that intro. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> oh, Mr. Brightside, or yeah, Mr. Oh, Brightside. Yeah, yeah it's, it it's, it's an infamously simple sounding yet difficult. Right, sure. Like, yeah, but is it dumb though? Because I'm gonna tell you. Riff. I'm going to tell you that as a person that's played hundreds of weddings as a DJ, hundreds, as a band even as well, nothing, nothing, nothing is is like the, the, if you need to pull out all stops, if you Mm -hmm. need to know how dead in the water you really are, wherever you are, whenever you are, wherever you may be, whatever the scenario is, the killers transcends all space and time. Yeah, and if people yeah. don't like every respond all to that, then, then <laughs> there's something there's something right. off color, and 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 you may not be able to control it. That um, sugar we're going down by Fall Out Boy always gets oh, people yeah. going, yeah. and uh, Ocean Stacey's Avenue mom. by Yellow Card. Stacy's mom, dude. Stacy's mom. Um, yeah, there's a ton of those that just you know as soon as you start playing it, people lose their mind. So. You know, it's always the drunk people in the front that are just like, oh, it's happening. Like, and they're singing <laughs> in your face and you can smell the booze. <laughs> I got punched. Yeah. Actually, the first show we played at this place, Southside Tavern, I got punched twice. No, I was in uh, Braintree, but I got I got punched Whatever. twice by a drunk chick dancing. <laughs> mid what, what does it mean? Singing. What do you mean <laughs> dancing? He was basically just flailing around and I got oh, oh, spitting oh, gotcha. back fist to the <laughs> <Okay>. face twice. <laughs> Perfect. And she went and heaved in the parking lot, which was great. So mm. classy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sounds playing bar like games. would do. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lovely mm-hmm. town. So at what point did you did you shift from you know doing the covers and the bar gigs to think to coming up and wanting to do like an album and actually release as a band? So uh, that was definitely more Pat than than me. I mean, I'm as most of you know, I'm not really a band guy. <laughs> it's, I like doing session work because there's less drama with everything and I get paid. So it's, you know, that's kind of my wheelhouse. But I mean, me and Pat are such good friends that it was one of those things where I'm like, I can't say no. So um, when we were hanging out, he he had a bunch of songs. He's always writing. And he's, as Corey knows, he's great with writing hooks. Um, is, yeah. Vocal hooks. It, it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, fine. I'll play on this song. Like it's, you, you can't say no. And I'm like, all right, now it's stuck in my head. 
and it's not even recorded yet. So this is great. Um, and so just hanging out, he would just show me, Hey, I have this idea. And it's usually, you know, simple cowboy chords, you're, you know, G, C, A minor, D, you know, and I'd have to come up with something over it or some sort of melody. Um, and as they started to pile up, we would play them. We would kind of like sprinkle them into those acoustic sets. And I think it was last summer, right before all the, uh, you know, when the COVID started like lifting a little bit, when people were like, oh, you can go outside again. He's like, hey, man, uh, we should record an album. And I was like, okay, what are you thinking? And he, I, originally, it was just going to be an acoustic EP and that was it. But um, the more he got into it, the more he was like, no, this, I want to go full blown, you know, full band, everything all the all the stops let's let's go and did you have any songs already written or was that like the start of the process like, yeah we had a bunch stuff? of them okay yeah we had a bunch of them ready to go um like i said he would he would show me some stuff and i would write riffs to it or, or little lead lines and try and figure out the harmonies and and then that spiraled out of control we'll get into that at some point <laughs> but uh yeah so we went in and um we were gonna actually record with his buddy Corey. um he had a prior engagement, so I was like, "Well, I know a Corey." And <laughs> a oh, funny, Corey. yeah, <laughs> it's those Corys, man. Um, and you know, I brought him down, and he was nervous because this would be his first time. Really, like, he did an album before this, but it wasn't exactly like the same vibe. I would say um, he was, you know, he's super nervous. Corey's got me and, and Corey, who I've spoken super highly of, and he knows about Lost Symphony. Um, and was just like, I, I don't know if I can do all this stuff. Like, I just, I'm an acoustic guy at the bar. Like, that's what I do. And I'm like, you're going to be fine. You got a good voice and you know what you're doing. So we went down and we started, Corey, do you remember what the first one was? Was it 100 Proof? I think it was 100 Proof. Yeah, yeah, yep. And he just, you know, went through, banged out the vocals and acoustics and was just like, oh, this wasn't that bad. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, now we got to do this for eight more songs. So. Right. Yeah, what you know. what I can say about with the, about the band, um, I'm working with you guys and producing the songs. Uh, you know, that's that's one of the the nice things. It, you know, you don't like doing the band thing, Matt. So you guys can kind of just come in. You know, you have your parts. You do what you need to do, and then you, what I really like about you guys, you work like one or two nights a week for like two hours. So the fact that I have no time whatsoever just absolutely plays into that hand perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, it's it's great. You, you guys came in. You had you know, amazing songs. They're, they're super catchy. Um, it's a side of you that I hadn't seen before. Cause you're, you're, you're essentially like you guys do the, you know, you're the lead guitarist. Like you guys are doing like the eighties thing almost where you have like the vocalist <laughs> and the, the star lead guitarist. And, and the stuff you play is, is much different than lost symphony, but very tasty. Yeah. You guys have kind of like a, a pop country, like, like icing over a very rock and roll vibe. Um, and that's super fun to work on, you know, and that's, so we get to make those big productions and the stuff you guys are coming with, it's catchy as hell. Um, and then, you know, like I said in the first episode, I kind of teased it, but you know, you and Pat singing together is a very big kind of unique aspect of this band. Cause it's, it's not just a singer with like kind of harmonies. You guys have a much more, uh, gelled performance together it's got like kind of almost an alice in chains vibe at times where where the backing vocals are sometimes just as important as the main vocals um how did how did that style come about i think that was your fault 
<laughs> I know I was like that Corey's selling this so well I'm wondering if he Corey was part of do. this creative that would, that process that totally sounds like something Corey would do like hey I know you think you're the lead singer but like this other guy in your band uh, he should probably <laughs> sing a lot too and I'm gonna tell him no, no. how to be better and um, if that's a problem with you then like we're probably not gonna be making the best record because he Pat, empowers people yeah Pat is an amazing vocalist and he is very very uh in touch with Matt's abilities and he pushes Matt to do as much as he can, whether Matt likes it or not. Um, and so, I'm so there we just get to hear some more shit, Matt. Like we get to hear some, some ham and eggs. Is it eggs Benedict? Do I get to cut it over my toast and like it's, watch uh, all the, the yolk come out? Like I said, it's definitely a departure for me having to do all these harmonies. And I think it actually started because with hundred proof, when we would do it live, I, you know, I figured out the harmonies for the chorus and, Pat was like, that's that's great. And then you were just like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that on every song. I was like, <laughs> oh. And then when it was the three parters where I'm going to have to sing way outside of my range, which is great. Um, <laughs> Higher. They're struggling. Higher. That's, that's oh. something that, that you know, Ben and I have worked on, on multiple, multiple songs. And I think that we both are always trying to get whoever's working with us, whoever's singing, to sing just just a little higher they can actually sing because it just yeah. sounds so good. Well, but no, real no, I don't do it because it, it, it sounds so good. I watched the Mutt Lang, like Def Leppard special <laughs> on VH1 and they were actually in the studio and they were doing like the, whatever the first recording was and he was like, no, I want you to sing it high. I was like, I can't sing that high. He's like, but you're going to do it anyway. That's and then Corey. He got, and That's like, 100% Corey. <laughs> he's, he's like, right, and, so and then Def Leppard sold millions of records. No, but I think that's what fundamentally makes a great producer. Hi, is just like pushing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a huge part of it is like, you know, recognizing what someone might be able to do and pushing them to that limit. That's where the magic is, right? Also, yeah, where do we draw a, a the scene, line? Let's go on, another where scene from that movie. When he's pushing me to the torture. point where I'm breaking. And on, then, um, one of the ahead, best parts of I that entire movie. You know, it can't, you, we point. can't talk about the Death Leopard Mutt Lang movie if we don't talk about the pivotal sequence. Were we even talking they, about that? I think you were talking about that. So we were having a conversation. Because... They're sitting there and they're listening back to like what Mutt has now put together for them and they start talking over it and Mutt just goes, listening. And they're like, but wait, he's like, <laughs> listening, bro, type. He's like, but wait, but I listening. I gotta, I gotta take a cue from that. That's like, it's like every session at your studio, Ben, I'm like, what? I'm trying to, trying to listen and it's just, what? you know. Um, <laughs> what? It's exactly that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But there's a certain. What? Line. I feel like Corey just—he's a little, little sadistic when it comes to. He's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna see how far I can push it. We already got the take. Let's just keep going. Oh, well, that is a Corey thing too. You never know if the next highlight take reel of me sounding like I have Tourette's, just swearing <laughs> like a sailor. Corey, you need to dial it in all the way to Marty Freeman at some point, and just like when people send you stuff, just like instead of just being like casually mean like you are, just be like, "There's literally nothing about this that's salvageable." I am, I am and never then mean. Back I'm very a completely different song. He's not like, mean. you wanted jazz. Here's classical. Do he this instead. He tricked me into doing this multiple times, <laughs> and I'm just there suffering. And Pat is in tears Good. and he's cracking up and I'm just in there like I want to. I told him I was going to buy him a new, that door. You can see by that acoustic. I was going to punch <laughs> three holes through it. And he said, no. And I said, OK. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, he's reformed I'll, I'll himself. I'll build you a new door. But like, you, like you said, Matt, music is supposed to be fun, and I yeah, have a lot of fun listening to you try to hit, uh, you know, a G three <laughs> up there. It was a G four, wasn't it? A G four. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all G4. this stuff, man. This sounds really cool. Uh, it's, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but this is great. I mean, to to find that magic though with like a a partner in music that you guys can like really work off each other when working with a producer. I mean, I feel like that's much more rare than people think. You know, to just like hit it off like that and everything just kind of. Ju- I mean, you know, you're pushed to some limits, but I'll, I'll oh, yeah. say that that Matt, you and Pat have a, a a great dynamic, and it definitely comes through in the music. And the music's like I said, it's it's very unique in the fact that you're clearly trying to do something that's accessible to a lot of people. Um, and that's, that's catchy and fun, but you know, your influences bleed through it all over. You know, there, there's, there's some crazy guitar stuff, even though it's not shreddy, there's some really interesting guitar parts. Um, and you know, are you like Zach Wilde if he was still trying to be like Zach Wilde in 1991 with this project? No, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> so more like book of shadows. Book Zach of shadows. <laughs> That's awesome. Good. Stay in that book. Don't yeah. go to the next chapter. <laughs> if anything, I think we'll, if we do, you know, I know Pat wants to do another album after this. We haven't even finished the first one, but wow. uh, uh, probably go a little more because, again, he's generally the one writing these songs with, again, the four chord pop progression in his head. And I have to try and work with that and make it sound like not. Isn't that, li- isn't that liberating, that though? Because, like, I find that that for me is awesome because like one of the things i love about paul the drummer in lost symphony is that he co- he's super simple writer he co- he's like acdc school mm-hmm. but like you know with a beatles twist here and there but like two minute songs three minute songs the riff once done like i'm out like doesn't need to play on more than a three piece a four piece cool five yeah. if, he, if he needs to but like when he makes but one of the things that i feel like has made me a better producer in working with him are taking a three chord song and then making it unique and I think mm-hmm. a guy like you, you're one creating the the harmonies and the leads and all the counterparts because really every song, dude, like you, there are 10 million songs with those same chords. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. what's going to make it distinct is going to be his voice and then also what you choose to do with those chords and how you choose to rock them. You know, that 80%, the motherfucker wielding it. And then also the notes that you choose or the notes that you don't choose to play. And yeah. I think that that is really, really, really important for people to know. And I look forward to hearing it, man. I've been seeing all this stuff on Corey's um, Instagram and your Instagram. I'm like, okay, they're cheating on me. I'm like, what? Are, what is he playing? It sounds <laughs> awesome. Um, because I, I, I marvel at your ability in the studio because you literally are like, you're like, oh, I need to do that. Okay, that tapping thing. I'm gonna do the harmony. You just nail these whole parts. And I'm just like, that was disgusting. I'm like, and Corey's like, I guess I'll fix it later. He's like, there's really not a whole lot of fixing I need to do. I guess I just need to like take the takes. And... Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, we try and get it in as few takes as possible. Sometimes there's sure. a lot of Frankensteining, but. Uh, well, you, you know. you've allowed us on, and, and we could talk about this. You've allowed us to, and Corey, you can speak to this too, because we've worked on solos where at different times Corey was engineering you and I was engineering you and we were like throwing out ideas at you and you were like I felt at the time at least with me and I don't know Corey can sit, tell you but like you're like resistant and I'm like no dude if you do this harmony it's gonna be fucking ridiculous you're like really and I'm like yeah dude and I remember coming back and hearing what Corey had done and I was like dude that's fucking insane and and you were just like at the time you're like I, I don't know if I like that solo and I'm like you're out of your mind like you literally like you made the idea that like 
Frank Zappa says, again, when I quote this all the time and I love it, is that mm-hmm. the, the best you could hope for is having people play what sounds exactly like what you hear in your head. And that almost never happens. And with you, when I've been able to yell, like <laughs> Charlie Brown's like, wah, 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 teacher at you, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, play the aioli. Okay. Yeah. And you do it. I will say that that's that's one of the treats of working with with you, Matt, in studio is that like, you know, whereas Ben and I could sit there and like program like the ultimate lead. Instead, we can just have you do it because it's all the things, it's <laughs> the things that we wish. It's all the things we wish we could actually play on guitar, but we can't. So we're like we're like, so what if you just did that like C minor arpeggio into that tapping part, like but like double time and you're like, oh, <laughs> like this? Yeah, and, you and you're, sweep, like, you're like, like, oh, I sweeped into it, but then I did the economy picking thing here, and like, and then you're like, you're like moving your pick between your fingers. Hold on, I got like this is literally Matt when he plays. He's like, he's like, and then he's like switches it. He's like, oh, it's, and he's like, oh, it's in my other hand behind your ear. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm still tapping. I'm still going. And then you guys tell me to do a solo, and I'm like that meme of the lady with the math equations in the back. Yeah, you don't even have frets, girl. No frets. We're we're going. We don't need well, the Improvisation has been, thankfully, one of my... Bumblefoot's like, yeah, dude, I don't need friends either. Fuck you, big yeah. year. Since we've had the chance, both Ben and I, to work with both of you, it is, it's completely different, but but amazing in, in both ways. Because with you, Siobhan, it can be like, you know what? This this uh, this line needs like a solid like fifth to run through it. And that's all you have to say. And bam, you can lay down that line and do it exactly how it needs to be done. Uh, without a no, second she's thought. like no. That's way that's underselling it. You are like the TC Helicon pedal <laughs> harmonizer that you can put on that has like the intelligent harmony. And instead of like knowing, like you know what mode. No offense to TC, like, but that's like insulting to what I she know, does. I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm saying, but you know if you want to do the minor or the major seventh or the natural seventh, mm. like you always know that, and we don't have to tell you. Like you're, you're just like, well, yeah, that's exactly like you. What we were building anticipation, like well, if you're going to do that, cadence, like you have a reason in your head already. So I don't even need to tell you anything. I'm just like, yeah, do a layer, do the next layer. And they're like, well, logically, the only thing you could do with that. You know, my brain is exploding. I mean, technically, I thought he was going to make an inversion of that. We could do that, but then the the really the lead would be. All right, I guess we could do, and you do three more of those. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, because- your brain's exploding. I'm threatening to rip doors off hinges. <laughs> so I mean, I just don't have the strength for that. So I think I just accept defeat, and I'm like, all right, this is what it's going to well, be. Well, all all of that combined, you know, both sides of the coin are what lead to what we ended up with, Lost Symphony, which you know, it, it's why if it was completely one or the other, I don't think it would be as special as it is. I think it's a good combination of that kind of like. Sp- Spark of the moment. Can I tell like, you how awesome it is? On. I'm going to give you the best endorsement I, of, can, of this do you record let me ever. Finish anything? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, Corey almost like, had a perfect <laughs> sound bite. Almost a perfect sound bite. Could have been dope. <laughs> you know what? Who cares? Just Lost Symphony. <laughs> Lostsymphony.com. It's, it's only Ben's project. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, go on. The stage is yours. Well, I was going to say that we got the best compliment this entire. This entire journey on this record um we had steve wood who hopefully by the time this comes out will already have aired who's such a great guy and i love him and he's going to come back and he's just a wealth of information but he listened to um he listened to lost symphony and he asked me last night which i don't know it's long ago for the people listening now but um he he said do you actually play on this (laughs) 
<laughs> and it was the greatest compliment ever. I'm like, I, I wrote the wrote the songs and recorded it and engineered it and yelled at the mixing guy all the time. And he's like, re, re, really? What 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 do you play? The guitar. Like he was surprised. Like he played the he played the guitar on the Lost Sif- And I was like, like, I played the Rolodex. That's yeah, what- no, the, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but the point was is that he was completely enamored by the fact that I could even possibly have been on something that good in his mind. And I was like, wow, that's a compliment because literally, I I always feel like I should be by far the worst. And for someone to think that I'm not even good enough to be in my own band <laughs> makes me feel like really good about the band. <laughs> Especially when they're as esteemed and as experienced as someone like Steve Wood, who was there at the inception of Tom Petty's career and Led Zeppelin and was watching Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton and was with Jimmy Page when he, you know, bought Joe Walsh's 1959 Les Paul. He was fucking I will just let people listen to that episode. Don't give away no, all the details. No, that's not on an episode yet. Oh, okay. It's a bonus. Right. Bonus fact. Bonus. It's a bonus, it's a right, bonus well, anyway, Easter let's, egg. Let's get back to Matt. So. Yes. I mean, as much as I love talking about Lost Symphony, of course. Matt, I'm curious <laughs> to hear yes. about you getting into uh, session work and working in studios and like, how did that whole thing start for you? Um, it actually started with, it was, if I remember right, it was a Craigslist. <laughs> um, Back in the day. Oh, yeah. With uh, with this guy that had a studio, I think it was in Weymouth. I don't, it, this was, again, this was probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um Matt, 10 years ago, you were 12. Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Questionable age. It was uh, probably like 18, 19. Corey's like, I have balsamic vinegar that's older than you. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I ended up showing up and he's like, I need someone to play leads over this track. And it was like some, I'm going to use the term butt rock, but like Mm -hmm. it was like a butt rock project. Yeah. And he was just like, hey, and this is when I was, you know, just figuring out like all the sweeping and stuff. And I was like, oh, I could do this little run. And he thought it was great. And then he started telling his buddies and, you know, I started looking into him like, oh, I can because he paid me for the the time. And I was like, huh, this isn't bad. I can do this. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of spiraled from there. Just, you know, word of mouth. People who knew me, I, I've been told I'm easy to work with. So. Um, you know, whenever someone needed something done and relatively quick or, you know, was looking for ideas to bounce off. or want to kill someone. That's a separate thing. But I'm saying um, you're, 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 you're very valuable. You're like the wolf. You could either help someone track a solo or bury someone in the desert. Multifaceted, we'll call it. Um, <laughs> but many yeah, sides. <laughs> many, many sides. But yeah, so I started doing that and it was mostly like, you know, you'd get your standard rock bands like local rock bands or blues bands or nothing too crazy. And then the more people I got to know, the more projects I got to play on and, you know, via word of mouth, like I said, you know, I would get contacted by, you know, friends of friends. And then, you know, I, after being in that, you know, the gospel, like the gospel band and then the jazz project and having all these different connections, got to actually, you know, dip my toes into doing some jazz tracks or some country tracks or, you know, and trying to cut my teeth and like learn all these different styles and, you know, getting to where I am now where, you know, someone's like, Hey, I need, you know, play this, you know, I need a bebop lick over this. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Or, you know, Hey, play this like really twangy country kind of lead. And, you know, there's plenty of that kind of stuff on three years gone. And, 
I mean, there's still a lot of rock. Doesn't sound like you're asking for anything that Kirk Hammett can't do. <laughs> Just throw a wah pedal on it, and it's great. <laughs> He's got um, a B bender. Let's, the uh, Unforgiven Two. Have you not heard that, or is that James? Uh, James, please. I think I think maybe that that's James. <laughs> that's above Kirk's pay grade. I should know better. But yeah. Anyway, I just yeah. That got that's how I got into doing session work, and then um, when the internet became more prevalent as to like a way to communicate with people, obviously like there was MySpace and all that stuff back when I was first starting. But now where you can have things like this with Zoom, where you know you got a client that's like, hey. I have this random, you know, pop song. Can you play some jazz chords over it? Or can you play? It's always, they're like, oh, it's what's, Hold they on. always call them jazz chords. It's can, always sevenths yeah, or so like say, an right. nine. Uh, can Something I, I going to say, strictly I was going to ask very yeah. importantly, because I talk about jazz chords a lot and then they make fun mm. of me. Um, when someone says <laughs> play jazz they? chords, <laughs> do you, do you mean sevenths and ninths? Because I say that a lot of the time, and then occasionally a 13th. Those are pop um, jazz chords. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Until you get into yeah, like the sharp five, old... sharp nine. Yeah. Listen, Brubeck. <laughs> I'll give you Brubeck Take five. to your fucking Brock. <laughs> where you came from. So anyway. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with the session work, it's it's nice being able to wear different hats and you know play in different styles and fool people into thinking that i'm competent in all these styles when in reality i have my go-to no but i think when you're in a situation where you have to record a lot it mm -hmm. does make you a much cleaner player like i've the more that i've had to do studio work or just like remote recordings and stuff i feel yeah. like it's really made my playing a lot more Wait, precise because Javon, you just get what having a 4k lens on you and 96 kilohertz of sound quality at the full spectrum of hearing encourages you with pressure to do better than you would do when you wouldn't normally think that Alexa's listening or anyone else is watching or your no, computer No, it's screen. not the idea that anyone's listening. It's that when you have the chance to hear back what you sound like versus what you thought you sounded like when That's you were playing. Tape. It's, if, you're, it's if you're in the studio, there. you're 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 naked. You but what be, if you hate oh, yeah. yourself you from the beginning up. and you already know it's <laughs> terrible? But you're like, you don't even need to do it. You're like, I, I don't even have to record this to know how I'm going to feel about it afterwards. That's the thing. Well, if I, if I don't feel like positive. I did a good enough job, I'll do it again. Even if it's over the time slot that I'm Jimmy Bell. For. Every time we worked on lost symphony would call me after we recorded and he gave us more tracks and takes and we could possibly Frankenstein together with like, we're like, yeah. Corey, we call me like, do you want to use take 67 or take <laughs> 54? I'm like, I don't know which one's which he's like, dude, they're both fucking stupid. Like he'd be like, Benny, are you sure we got it? Are you oh sure we God. got, I'm like, Jimmy, we had it like literally six times into it. Like we had it like probably two times into but it. But when you're at that level, there are like infinite possibilities of what could be the best take. You know, it's like everything is so great. Like, yeah, Jimmy's. That's the problem. Anything he puts out is up. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm not going to say no. The I fastest picking I've ever seen. Yeah, I think most delicious. Ben and I have Ben and I have both said that it's you and Jimmy that are our ideal like we want to hear this solo. Let's have Matt or Jimmy play it. And it will sound exactly like how our heads play it that we could never actually do with our fingers. Yeah. In fact, like, I'm gonna talk about the neurotic guitars here for a moment because we got funding for this show now. So I would like to get some of the people in the room that are on Lost Symphony because I want to understand 
what it's like to get the pandas in the cage together. The neurotic like, guitarist got funding. Do we get anything? That's <laughs> <laughs> and by funding, like I mean, like, I, mean like I got my David Ellison coffee for free. You're right. um, you know what I mean? Like, which if you haven't got the Ellison roast in peace, like that shit is so fucking delicious. Um, yeah, David Ellison. Um, but uh, I want to get you guys in the same room. I want to get Jimmy Bell. I want to get Kelly. I want to get Matt. That would be because I would love to have you guys. Because the thing is, is like it's funny to watch you guys on online because you all marvel at each other's techniques. Because like Jimmy will be like, "Oh, I can't do anything that Matt does," and then you're like, "I why would you need to do anything that I do? He does it the hard way, and he does it even faster than me." And then Kelly's just like. Wow, look at these guys. This is really great. But still plays still faster students. and more meticulously like accurate than like a fucking robotic machine and with feel still. But it's like he is like the perfect like if he were to it's it's obnoxious. You guys are all obnoxious and I want to understand as the neurotic guitarist what makes you guys so good because I I honestly when we started this and Corey can speak to this, we didn't like people would say like what what makes the greatest guitarist? And there's so many different things to me now that I respect in guitar players, but one of the things that you possess and Kelly possesses and Jimmy possesses and Joey Concepcion possesses um, and certainly Siobhan is you guys are all able just to fucking pull out musical brilliance out of your fucking assholes. Just like, just all, at all times. That, that should be the byline on the Lost you guys literally record. Fucking, <laughs> no, you, and even Paul. Like Paul, like he, he, like Shannon Larkin was marveling at his ability to play. Like, if I practice this a lot, like Paul didn't practice it at all. Yeah, not at all. Not even that day did he practice it. Maybe three takes he practiced it before that. And you guys are all able. Like Siobhan is like one take wonders. Like she's just like, oh, this one, that one, that one, that one. What time do we have to go out to, uh, for food? Yeah, if, one, if there's one, one thing that, that Lost Symphony and and knowing all of you guys has like really brought to light, it's that you get really jaded about shredders and like people that just are a hundred percent like technique and like it doesn't impress you anymore when you hear players that nope. actually have that musical mm-hmm. musicality that to bring out the notes in a way that actually matters instead of just as many as they can fit into a second which jimmy bell can fit a lot of notes into one second but they're so all tasty really yes. well you really know well the, placed the greatest the greatest testament to jimmy bell's ability is we play with so many people on this record but every single so i every time i play our songs in whatever form uh mix or masters uh to paul um, our drummer, um, it's like the first time for him. And he always looks at me, he's like, who's this, who's this? But every time Jimmy Bell is like, who's that? And I'm just like, dude, it's fucking Jimmy Bell. Oh yeah, I should know that. And then like, like we'll be like nine more minutes because we listened to a test pr- printing of chapter three the other day. Who's that? It's Jimmy Bell, dude. Oh, Who's that? It's Jimmy Bell! Every time, like, and I've played him the same songs for seventeen years, like six years. I don't know. Jimmy, long time. Jimmy's the only wah pedal on on all these records, right? Uh, wah pedal, true. but he he has a ferociousness also. No, that, I'm, I'm, he's, it's not a crutch for him. But I'm just saying, I think that like no, that's, he's not a Kirk Hammett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only I imagine Matt with wah eggs pedal. Benedict and ham, <laughs> not with the et. Yeah. Remember the first time seeing videos of him, and I was like, well. I should probably go practice some more. I, I, sh- I think I showed them to you. I don't you think my we were, metronome goes We were in the fast. studio, <laughs> and I remember specifically saying, okay, man, okay, man, I think I found somebody that has scared me officially more than any <laughs> other human being in my entire life. And he plays like these Brian Setzer-esque, strange, bebo- uh, cowboy, 
um fucking country shred like riffs yeah um like to a metronome like in his fucking bedroom quietly at like 4 a.m <laughs> and they're like bursts of notes five notes four notes of str- like rusty coolie like eat your fucking heart out shit and he's just like going up and down and like his fingers are like a blur a fucking blur and, he, and he's like sorry for my sloppiness or something like yeah and you think he's being he's not being facetious he really doubts the fact that he's like he's highlighting her. There, there can only be one. Yeah, when he was trying to pick my, pick my brain about sweet picking, I'm like, why? You don't need to, <laughs> dude. He should just pick it There's the way no he reason. does it. Yeah, no, yeah, he picks every note faster than I could ever legato any any line I ever thought of. So, and and it just goes to show, like once again, it's it's that style plus styles like Matt's and Kelly's that make Lost Symphony this this unique thing but Ulrich wild brought up a good point though that you're picking um your tone is in your picking hand and mm-hmm. and jimmy like and, and he's a lefty so like there's something about like the, being the devil's son and you know and not being forced to play the other way and that guy has gone through by the way more fuck as an erotic guitars he posts more amazing vintage lefty guitars that are worth so much money you fucking dumbass jimmy bell what the fuck are you doing getting rid of gold top get to 60s talk to jimmy like that. fucking lefties no he's amazing he's like the great he's the nicest person in the world we're gonna and see matt mandy, leave the frame his, and his then wife, pop into ben's studio by the way, mandy his wife is uh, is, is the great like She's a nurse, like just like saving lives and like going and inoculating people and vaccinating, uh, whatever the word is. I don't know. She's amazing. She's like doing these like all day, 24 hour fucking things. But Jimmy Bell is a fucking saint. But with that finger, with that, <laughs> that picking hand, whatever hand, the, the other We're hand, at the, the point left in the hand, episode where the you're left on a hand, rant and you're screaming. The fucking left hand. <laughs> Dude, you know from the first note. Because because he does these arpeggios from the first note he comes in even when he's playing that stuff he, you could hear the pick yeah. Jimmy's off the Jimmy's fucking- amazing and you have a film strip running through your head and we're getting like one out of every twelve frames yeah and- uh, exactly <laughs> so, we'll, so let's bring like it memento. back down yeah <laughs> but anyways <laughs> exactly Javon's disturbed if anyone remembers I, I'm not memento. disturbed I'm just Matt, can you, I do can you just, a good movie. yeah why don't we get back to Matt like why right. don't you talk just about the Lost Symphony <laughs> process guess. you know that's kind of you know that's I think the um, the pinnacle of like your ability to let loose, I think, at least recently, right? As far as your your project. Well, the go. funny thing is, I look back at some of these because we recorded some of these so long ago. I was like, wow, yeah. I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, it has been <laughs> like, a process. So I, I think about that too, like the amount of the stuff that has changed in between, like the first and the last, you know, mm-hmm. experience. Well, the in biggest terms of the bummer is when process. we started, we didn't think it was going to be anything that big, and now, like you know, you know, a few years later, it's like. Oh, we probably should have like actually tried to like get those mics into position. And, uh, <laughs> I kind of well, wish I tuned my bass up. No, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of like, especially with with some of the. The funny thing is, obviously, their tracks have been pulled from different years, so they're you know a little shuffled. Mm-hmm. But like hearing stuff from when I first started recording with you guys and being like just cringing listening to this i'm like oh no <laughs> well, the thing the thing that's crazy is that this is the so only much. project that has so much like so many good players doing so so much cool stuff that like we genuinely forget amazing solos yeah because we get some stuff just like sent to us and like we're sorry we, kelly. We really quickly yeah and like like a guy <laughs> like kelly he'll be like dude i sent you that solo and we'll hear it, like three o'clock in the morning and be like that's amazing go back to sleep and never get the fucking we transfer file <laughs> and and then be like well yep. maybe we need to do something there 
And then it's like, holy shit! That was fucking amazing! Because this record was done so many different times. And I gotta say hats off because the most amazing thing that Corey did, other than just, I guess, probably just get rid of all the drums... Uh, was make everything sound consistent <laughs> from song drums? to song because this literally there's no like, drums in Lost like, Symphony but like jazz like jazz like okay so if recording was like jazz okay, okay wait, Ben we're gonna lose everyone Where what are, are you talking going? about Lost Symphony is like to, to mix because but, it's like <laughs> musical surprise <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> Just, uh, just clear. Okay. There, there's Corey drums on the, the record. Drums. I promise. There's drums. Jazz. I did not delete there the drums. There are drums. <laughs> Can't confirm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, it, it, Lost Symphony was recorded over several years, and the three records are a combination pulled from all different times in that era to make sure it was a cohesive, flowing right. kind it's of kind order. of like how Kill Bill so, was filmed. Ex- kind of sure. Kind of kind of like <laughs> I was gonna that. say. I think I was like 22, 23 when uh i recorded the first couple solos with you guys so it's it's so been a couple, bit two it's years ama- ago. that's amazing yeah. yeah no i feel the you same two too. years ago you're making me out to be like i'm 12 come on man <laughs> no but i think yeah even my i feel like my musicianship has developed over the course of the the albums that we've done so it's interesting to hear them you know and I, I have to say that there's something that you're very similar to jimmy on um i'm gonna call it out on this record so on decomposing composers, which by the way, if anyone wants to hear Matt and Siobhan go off musically, like literally, like I don't want to say a case of the notes because I can't make fun of Vivaldi uh, or or Schubert because or Beethoven every, uh, yeah, or whoever uh, it was. Yeah, yeah I was told it was Beethoven the whole <laughs> they're time. All, they're all really good. Um, I was cursing his name for a while, but <laughs> Siobhan with, with especially with Paganini, she. I was saying to Corey last night, it's so funny that Siobhan is so relaxed and chill because when you listen to the way that she, I don't know, did you call it uh, bows um, (laughs) during Paganini's Fifth Caprice? I'm like, you sound like an angry person. You like you and Jimmy both have this ferociousness. <laughs> You're like, you have to get there. You have to get there. But it's meticulously well, in she, time. She may have been an a, angry person. Because I think that was like two days before I had to deliver the masters. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, do always, this? <laughs> but the, the frenetic energy that you, for there which was a lot you of panic play. In the process. <laughs> but I'm saying it's like it's like something you would have heard from Jason Becker off Shrapnel, the energy. And then you meet you. You're like, oh, yeah. Hey, how are you? Oh, no, no. Welcome to Miami. It's fine. Now, this restaurant's really good. It's like, you know what? Like, the panic is all shit. behind closed doors. <laughs> Javon, we're gonna have to teach you how to rip doors off hinges. I'm telling you, it's a great stress reliever. <laughs> it's also very expensive, so I wouldn't 100 advise it. But yeah, what are we talking uh, about? Ripping Breaking doors, doors off hinges. Shit, yeah. oh, okay. I got to work on my strength a little bit. I'm not sure I'm there yet. We'll get you there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, what I was trying to get to before, we <laughs> dove down this lovely Lost Symphony, uh, whatever, wormhole, oh. I wanted to hear Matt's opinion on kind of- <laughs> Not Ben's his, opinion. <laughs> his uh, his approach to, to coming into a project Kidding. like this, you know, obviously, and, and, and how it's developed over the years. And maybe, maybe the difference between your first session with us idiots versus your last session with us idiots and how, you know, maybe how that has changed over time. Um, I yes, think how it, has it changed? Oh, then <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Corey beat me to it. He did it. Yeah. He did it, everybody. 
Look at that. <laughs> Thanks for listening enough, Matt, where you know that this is like a pivotal moment. It's like Bob Barker being like, I got one in, Rob. I feel like you expected it at this point. You're just like pushing, pushing, pushing until one of us says it. So Corey beat me to the punch. You know how I've been waiting for this? I'm like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen on this episode. But uh, yeah, I mean, going from first tracking and is it you asking more so of like compositionally or just thinking I mean, just, like, just your experience, man. What was it like? you know, writing, what, being in studio, doing all that? Um, well, with Lost Symphony in particular, it was one of those things like where there were these weird modulations, but having to play at that speed and, you know, trying to be conscious of being tasteful and not just like musical masturbation because, you know, that's a thing. Um, yeah. So just kind of thinking more so like, all right, so here's, you know, I have this little shred bit that I want to throw in this is something I'm happy with, but I want to have something that ties that into the next section and, you know, it make it cohesive enough where it sounds like, oh, this was something he thought about, not just, all right, we press record and uh, well, went for it. But hold on, in your defense, when you first came down, you're like, cool, I think this works. And, I'm, and then I'd be like, yeah, do a harmony. What You'd be like, wait, what What do you want me to like? And then, but you like Rain Man would be like, okay. <laughs> and then you go back and listen to it and fucking come up with the perfect harmony. But like the next time you came down, you're like, you already like anticipated the harmonies. You're like, and you were just fucking like watching you play was like, yeah. it was a pleasure to you because it's like literally like you, every time you're like, I'm going to get smarter. I'm going to get better. And <laughs> you're like the, the fucking, like, a, you're like the pushed. artificial intelligence. And you're well, like, how is your day, Corey? Is everything all right? Is it 73 degrees? Do you feel temperate? Siobhan, do you want to take this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just you just learn to anticipate the workflow. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah I thought you were going to tell Ben to shut that, the fuck up. But, oh, yeah. That's, oh, oh, I knew oh, that was going with that, but that's, that's separate. I was going to say with all this too, and then seeing like just more and more monster players getting involved and trying to be like, all right, so the bar is pretty high. I should probably write something that, you know, I just don't, you don't want to be the low man on the totem pole. With That's one true. Of these type of albums is that a challenge as far as like, you know, you want to obviously show your ability, but at the same time, you don't want to be the guy that's just, once again, like just fitting in as many notes as you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, blow and your you become forgettable. Like, look like at all you, these notes I just played. You're like, yeah, but why? Right. right. So how do you approach something like that? Um, honestly, the direction from you guys was great because it was one of those things where I'm like, there's, there's so many directions you can go with these pieces because a lot of times the sections I would get were pretty wide open. Um, you know, it wasn't too too much going on where you'd have to think of like, oh, is this going to create like too much chaos or does it need a flowing melodic line here rather than like, you know, let's, you know, pick it up and, you know, burn through this one passage. I think like one of the, the best examples of that was actually one that me and you did um, was a conflagration where we were thinking, oh, we had these melodic lines from my first take of one of those that we used as like the um, transitional sections, we'll yeah. call it. And yeah, then, that was a good example like, of something that, that yeah. we were, I think it was one of the first ones we did um, with you. And maybe a week before we had to deliver the record, I think I sent out like a mix <laughs> and you're like, dude, form. no. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, you can't put that you out. You can't no put that out. <laughs> and like, you're, by the you're, way, there's everybody, there's been so many people, so many guitar players that, that have even played on the record that they're like, who is that that did that crazy thing in that song? I'm like, Conrad. They're like, no, the other guy. 
I'm like, really? <laughs> and the other guy. <laughs> Matt, really? That's the other guy. <laughs> no, but like, come on, man. Conrad Simon is a fucking weird. No. Like, he's like a fucking demon sent from outer so space. So that's actually that's a great track. You. If you if you haven't checked out Lost Symphony, first of all, what the hell? Like, why are you watching us? That's the only reason we're here. Right? How did you find? Please us? check out Lost Symphony. <laughs> check out Conflagration off of Chapter Two. Uh, it's one of my favorite tunes, and it's it's got it's super yeah some of the super most cool, re- the, the opening eight seconds with Conrad is some of the most intense music that's on any of the records. Yeah. But then Matt comes in with something that answers conrad's insanity in an incredibly musical way and that's kind of what we're talking about right now you can continue uh yeah i was gonna say it was it was one of those things where i actually did that first take through the one that i was like we need to scrap this completely that was um (laughs) that was actually me and ollie together believe it or not benny i think was uh he had to run to the gym at that time (laughs) of course middle of a session why not i mean look at those yeah look at those guns (laughs) You have muscle shirt. The muscles come tomorrow. He or? had to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love but uh, so oh he cork- God. Corey was out that day. So it was me, Benny, and Ollie in the studio. I got out. Of, actually, I took the day off of work. Um, and we ended up <laughs> just the two of us kind of working through. Um, Wait, so was Ollie engineering you? Yes. That that actually happened. Does no one remember I was left by myself with Pro Tools, which I've never used before to engineer myself? (laughs) This doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Ben's got shit to do. Can't be engineering this. He's like, all right, you seem like you've got this. (laughs) Hey, you flew across the country. You can do this too. Why not? I gotta go. I gotta go answer this email. He had to go get shredded at the gym, so he's like, hey, press this button and then this button. And Ollie was like, I can do that. So so we had a bunch of takes of me just being like, I don't know what's going on right now. And he's like, I think it's recording. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then we ended up, he ended up pulling up a bunch of King Diamond Souls. He's like, do something like this. And I was just like, I don't think that's what this needs, but okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, you know who you remind He's like, every every so often, we just be like, that reminds me of George Lynch. And I was like, okay, like, cool. And it was just little moments like that. Like, that was, again, trying not to be a huge nerd in that whole time frame, too. To be like, can I touch your beard? Like, don't be weird. <laughs> like, dial it back. Dial it back. He doesn't need to know that you're just like, look at this guy that I'm playing with right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, we had a great time that session, but... Uh, it was definitely a trash solo. If I let you, if I let you touch my beer, will you give me free hockey tickets? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he totally would have. He would have been like that. If you'd be like, if you if you would ask Ollie, like, can I touch your beer? Your beer? He'd be like, uh, can I get free hockey tickets? <laughs> like that but would yeah, be like because he, he, he was my men's league game that he no was one pleasantly weird, for. man. But he like he, he didn't mind making the ask if you were gonna make the ask, and I like I like that. He, he there oh, were yeah. times where you're like, wow, he did, he actually went for the ask on that. I would have definitely had him down. It would have been hilarious to see him at a rink. He would have too. He would have shown up in all Just black, Ollie watching black pants, whatever. Like, like, just like, hey man, like, where do I sit? Like, like talking, talking like a mom and her child, like as they're like, like all. No, scared. I want He's him like, on the he, bench. I'd want him coaching. It'd be hilarious. Oh, you want me to? You want me to sit <laughs> just Ollie telling me, yeah, just do do that. It'd be great. Yeah. Well, no. The funny <laughs> thing is though, is he would be like lost trying to find you, and he'd be like, wait, so well, uh, where, where, where's Matt? Uh, uh, 
Yeah. I, I, you see this six foot four dude with his hair like just going around like Gandalf. Hey, you'd be like, ah, where is he? And just wave to him, and he's like, oh my god, as he's having a heart attack because Ollie was socially awkward. <laughs> so he's this a, all comes back best. down to the Lost Symphony experience being Matt and I getting ditched by you. <laughs> <in the studio. laughs> Thank you for letting me use your BMW at like three o'clock in the morning. And I feel bad. I had a full-time job at this time, so I couldn't even like, you guys would be like, Siobhan's flying in for the week. We're going to record like 12 songs. And uh, I'd be like, well, I work from like nine to six and then I have an hour commute and I'd get there. You guys would be exhausted from working all day. And uh, I would, I would, I would like comp some stuff and then I'd be like, well, I'm going to go home because I got to work in the morning. <laughs> Siobhan yeah, would have Siobhan, like a breakdown in the back drinking. Down, that was, uh, yeah, I was working and, a regular And I'd be like, job. Paul, hey, do you want to meet Siobhan? And he'd be like, are you guys coming to Taunton? I'd be like, no. Yeah. So, My favorite moments hello? were Brian coming over though. And then there would always hello? be some explosion. Oh, Wait, yeah. Bri- oh, yeah. Ben and Brian story. fights are yeah. Oh, yeah. And wonderful. Story. I don't even know what story to choose. Uh, um, that what choose what about wisely. <laughs> how I tracked a song all day and then Brian <laughs> lost the stems. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He put it in the trash. He worked. Oh, no, no, you know he worked. He worked out of like the download file instead of actually taking it out of the download folder. And then when it got deleted, he was like, "I totally, I, I, I did the whole song." And it's like, "No, well, where is it?" He's like, "I, I don't know." <laughs> And I tried calling him because Jeff Loomis was going to play on it. And he was like, well, I'm going like I Jeff had like a very small period of time because he was working on like an album and totally indulging us by being on it. He's like, well, I, I got to go like through the woods of like Washington where he lives. Like, so uh, I'm going to be like incommunicado. So can I get this other song? And I'm like, Brian, we need to do this song. And I called him at like 10 o'clock at night and he got so mad at me. He's like, me and my wife. <laughs> Don't want to talk to you. I'm like, dude, you lost no eggs. He's like, no, I didn't. And then it's like, dude, like after it's like, and like later, like when the video came out, it's like this, this song's awesome. I'm like, dude, you didn't even want this song to be made because like I called him and he's like, I don't even know who Jeff Loomis is. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck this song. I have like a kid. A I have a baby. I have a baby sleeping. Years. Why would you ever do this to me, you selfish prick? Listen, there. This this entire project <laughs> is run by us, and there's been plenty of those times where some people's solos didn't get sent through WeTransfer, didn't get downloaded, maybe didn't make it to the record until after it came out, and they're like, hey, where's my solo? You know, things like that happen. You know, sometimes, like... I'm not going to almost pass panic blank. moment for this upcoming album when I was like, where's the second half of my solo? Oh yeah. <laughs> so thank let's, let's, let's give a shout out to three years gone. If, if Matt hadn't been here recording some <laughs> oh country gosh. pop music and I showed him like a mix and he's like, Hey, half my solo's missing. And then I have to go, Ben, can you send me that other on. the solo? But can <laughs> the we only, ask a question? The only part of that solo that I actually really was proud of was Aww. gone. Hold on a second. But do we also, I, I felt like I also had the Mandela effect. Like, again, I thought Shazam got made. There were parts of the songs, I'm like, Corey, didn't I record the rhythm guitars for that song? You're like, no, I'm thinking of this. I'm like, no, dude, I remember I was wearing green shoes and it was a Friday. He's like, no, dude, you're just making that up. I'm like, no, I did the guitars. He's like, well, where are they? And I go back to my like place where it must have been. And I'm like, it was the Berenstain Bears? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, more of the story, effect. It, it's, it's it. a freaking miracle that these records are even released, is, is, is the point. <laughs> Paul doesn't even remember making them. Every time I play him, he's like, I'm on this? Am I on this song? 
This is the one I'm on. There's no drums in this one. This is called acceptance. He's like, oh, but there's like rhythms in it. Like those are programmed. Corey did that. It's like every uh, time we do the interview videos and I have to ask Corey, I'm like, wait, what happened in this song? Do you remember anything <laughs> about this experience? <laughs> My brain has expelled it. So this this has been your peek behind the curtain episode of 2020. I can name all the songs and all of the, the chaos Of the chaos. Of the chaos behind Lost Symphony. And Matt, thank you for being part of that chaos. I think you played a huge part in the overall level of chaos um, in a good way. Chaos of notes, I should say. Uh, as we wrap up, chaos. as we, as, as we wrap up our second hour, um, definitely want to give a shout out, uh, to the new band three years gone, uh, at three years gone music. If you're going to follow them, I don't know where the, at, I don't know at where, if that's Instagram or whatever it is, but you guys gave me Instagram, a card, that, Facebook, all of those does things, social media cool. things. Yeah. Uh, obviously lost symphony. You're all over it some of the tastiest solos in the record. We won't even tell you which ones, but if you buy the record, you can look inside the, the booklet and find yeah. out I'm which gonna ones I'm going to guess you. that right now he's going to be on Jackson uh, because I don't know if everyone in the world doesn't know, but speaking as the neurotic guitarist, you were one of the greatest <laughs> ambassadors of the Jackson Charvel brand in the history of fucking mankind. Woo. You have so many guitars. You you literally, like, there's been so many times, because I have 170 guitars. I, I've, like, handed you, like, a Les Paul... Or like a Fender, you're like, bro, I'm playing this Charvel. It's Japanese. It's all I fucking need. It's got a Floyd. Fuck off. And like literally, you are the most brand loyal. And if Jackson or Charvel are watching, like if there's any human being that first off has bought enough and deserves just in Campbell points, a fucking free like custom shop guitar, it's Matt. But Matt, as also a challenge to you from now, Jackson has said that on Mondays, Metal Mondays, that they will Mm -hmm. repost Lost Symphony, i.e. anyone who wants to play a Jackson guitar, maybe like you, since you seem to have a, a few Charvels and Jackson Couple. products in your house, um, mm-hmm. you should you should encourage them by putting out this shred, which as by now, chapter three will be rolling out. People can go and see, and you guys should comment on it, and you should let Jackson know, because there should be a Matt LaPierre Jackson! Amen. Matt, if there was a Matt LaPierre Jackson as the neurotic guitarist, I'm asking you this. Um, sure thing. What, what, what design it for me? Bring me bring me through this porn in my head. Tell, tell Charvel, tell Jackson. So First off, would it be a Jackson Charvel or a Charvel? Or Jackson? Well, which one would it be? If we I'd had probably to go Charvel, honestly, just because they're. Are we talking American or Japanese? American. Okay, so we're American Charvel. We're in, mm-hmm. are, we, are we in Ontario, Canada right now? So what's going on? It's probably one of the pro mod series, but I'd spec it out with, you know, a beautiful, oh, easy there, chief. Uh, probably spec it out with some just like natural wood grain. I prefer that on any wait, guitar. Talk- just I wait, think- wait, 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 what, what kind of wood? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. You just put me on the spot. Maple, maple the cap over mahogany. Are we talking? Maybe a maple cap. Crotch mahogany, fiddleback mahogany, ribbon mahogany. mahogany. It's, it'll be, it'll be great. Believe me, uh, probably 24 frets, 22 frets, 24, always 24 for me. I know Corey's a fan of the 22, but are we uh, talking a locking 24. system? We're we talking fixed, fixed bridge. Hmm. Fixed bridge I probably go lock? honestly fixed bridge at this point. Cause I'm as much well, as I love, Avatar, I don't use them nearly as much as I used to. And tuning stability is kind of crucial for any musician. So, so you probably. grew up. Sure. 
Are um, we going medium jumbo frets? Are we going small frets? Or like we're doing go jumbo frets. frets? Jumbo frets. Definitely roasted maple neck because Roast, that's like like music man style or like old Kramer. Like these, they're super duper comfortable. Um, and they're super duper thin. So they make playing easier. I have those, you know, cinder block hands, as we've mentioned. So anything to make that less difficult for me. Well, what about a baritone scale? No, thank you. You could get like a bucket head, the 27 inch scale. And in the cowboy position, you literally have to have like a huntsman spider. <laughs> like, like Richard Shaw could do it. He could play like a normal, like solo in normal. The cowboy. PRS guy though. They already got the baritones. You could, he deserves Yeah, but not the 27 inch scale, man. Like that's crazy. I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's, that's insane. That guitar. Maybe for it's my, like Andre the John. It was a seven string. Next. I'd absolutely do that. All right. Maybe, yeah, maybe so the, make it a seven string. I know a seven string with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've actually. When's the last time you heard a seven string on a pop country song? <laughs> You're gonna. Yeah, you will. <laughs> what would you? What Stay would you tuned. do? What would you do? Like honestly, like uh, how would you approach if someone said to you, "Hey, man, here's four chords. I'm gonna go and write this pop country song. We got Siobhan playing some fiddle." Um. <laughs> We need Love you to play Siobhan this. We need you, we need you to play the seven string. Um, what do you do? Just find a riff that fits within those chords, man, and then something to complement the bass parts. Like that's because Corey's been playing bass on most of this too, you, so he's got you, the five string. You know what I nice. found out this week is that a lot of bluegrass players play baritone tuned to A standard because you can do a lot of really really cool like lower piano chord style stuff so that like actually they're like that's a thing like i didn't know that was a thing so like yeah, yeah you can get like it's more for layering than anything else yeah. it's not like it's just like, well, like, just like you can get those those high um those high um guitars that you know like for cowboy chords and stuff like that out for a lot of but the baritone acoustic guitars are are, are really cool because it, it it really brings out like um a different it's so different to hear how things sound in different registers it's like yeah, the viola. We definitely had some fun with that. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just another tool to have. Or the double bass. Yeah, but like I said, Corey's been really good with orchestrating that stuff too. Just being like, hey, uh, yeah, simplify everything you just did. Make it fit <laughs> within the mix. Yeah, it just a high pass like, filter yeah. on it. Some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, if anything, just make another. I don't want to step on Angel's toes, but uh, another seven-string Charvel hardtail that's not, uh, you know, the Nola. But what would be different about it, Matt? Like, why why would Charvel want to make this guitar over just More Angel's of a guitar? meat and potatoes, less frills, very straightforward. Maybe some coil splitting, Straight, but... Straightforward? What are you trying to say with that? Not going there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not going there. What do you mean? <laughs> What a so good like place anyway, to end the right. like, uh, But like, like yeah. what, what oh, like also, side dots? Or, or can we do shark fins on our Charvel? Yeah, sure. We'll do all that. But anyway, the other project I wanted to mention, I know Corey and I had touched on it too. Um, my producer buddy, and actually he was with that gospel band, uh, phenomenal mm -hmm. bass player, AJ Seeley. Um, we're working on a, it's very 80s. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's super nice. 80s. Also has a seven string on it. Um it's pretty much like every video game soundtrack you can imagine with like it's it's if you think of like racing in general it's that kind of vibe i don't know if it's actually getting used for a video game or whatever the project is but uh 
he hit me up and was like, Hey, I want you to play a lot of notes on this. And I said, okay. Yeah. So it's uh it's, it's a good track. What's, what's the name it's being released under? Do you know? I think it's, uh, I think it's under his, his whole brand. So it's AJ Seeley, but um, I think the, the track's called final lap. Um, so good that stuff. should be, we're going to, yeah, we'll, we'll finish that up. I think so it'll be this Friday. It'll probably be out by the time, you know, this episode airs. So but. check, check the description of this episode. Any, anything we talked about, if it's out, there'll be links for it. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs> Glad to be here. We had some good laughs about the thank last. Thank you for Symphony staying experience. a while. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that call ben, back. Ben's there it goes. 2020-2020-D.com. <laughs> Make sure you go there, like, and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss it on future episodes. Symphony.com. That Listen is our sponsor. Matt. Matt. Matt is amazing. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. It's such a pleasure working with you and having you uh, be... Uh, to be able to actually say that you played with the people that you did and like we talked about it like fictitiously and then it became a thing and that you, we mm-hmm. actually manifested it and that it was as good as we hoped and that people, uh, res- they respected you because y- you are that good and you they gave us respect because of you. I tip my hat to you, sir. Thank you for helping us um, bring us bring them into the spider's web. Yeah, glad to be a part of it. Honestly, this has been <laughs> both uh, you and Siobhan gave us the credibility for us, a little guys, to to con you into coming to my basement. <laughs> Again, people know who she is. I'm just the guy behind the curtain. No, you're amazing. No, it's it's such a pleasure to be on the records with you and to get to know you. And you're such a great musician. It was great to get to know even more of you in these episodes. So yes, so buy chapter mm-hmm. three, and then go buy chapter two, and then buy yes. chapter one. Then buy a hundred proof because that should be out at the same time. Yes, and yes, three years gone. Here's a logo that I was given. So oh, cool. this three years That's gone. One of, one of the logos. And chapter three, <laughs> not the German way, the American way. <laughs> and with that, you've been twenty twenty. Thank you for listening to this episode of 2020. As always, visit 2020-d.com, like and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. This week's throwback clip is from episode number 30, featuring Steve Stevens, best known as the guitarist for Billy Idol. Check it out. You know, we, we and, and being on stage with that guy, nothing is scripted. So you got to be on your toes because he's going to do something different every night <laughs> in every that's song. That's, that's great. You know, like I just like spend my time because I know the guitar parts by now and I'm just looking at him and going, <laughs> he's out of his fucking mind, but <laughs> how brilliant. That's yeah. exactly what I want Billy Idol to be. He's not He's not this one thing, you know, he's not this, you know, I've seen bands that kind of go through the motions and they kind mm-hmm. of play the hits and, it's, and they seem yeah. like they're a little bored of that. And I can tell <laughs> you, man, it's not the case with, with Billy. It's, it's, he's the real deal, man. He's still passionate about it. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.